Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Matt Dory's Exit Adventure. I'm Matt. I am Dory. If you hear any distant barking, believe it or not, it's not Bo. It's a couple of dogs behind us that tend to have weekends off. <laughs> uh, they hang out outside, and then anytime anyone like steps... Or like we close a door outside, uh, those dogs go bananas. So Yeah, it's kind of intense. If you hear it and you're like, well, it's just ignoring Bo. Bo, I assure you, looked up from the couch he was sleeping on, saw that we were up and about, and then put his head back down. It was like, I don't want any of this. Yeah, it's fascinating how Bo is just like... These dogs are not worth my time. Bo does not care about these dogs, which is great, because he tends to bark at all other dogs. Oh, my God. We had to clean up so much mud this morning. Like, it was out of control. You know, 8 o'clock in the morning, Bo decided he was going to be a dog who dislikes other dogs, as he does. But, you know, he does, he's worn out a patch in front of our house in our front yard, he's like literally worn out a patch of 
what the used to be grass, grass is, now, is mud. now mud. And our, you know, the sprinklers go off in the morning to uh, water what little grass we have. But it was a overcast day this morning, so the, everything stayed pretty wet. And uh, oh boy, Bo Bo dragged in so much mud. So I had to bring him in. Henry, the only way I could get Henry to come in was like, hey, Henry, can you come in, but close the door behind you? Then he was like on board because he had a task. And then I had to clean up Bo's paws, each paw individually with a one of our kitchen towels. And then Henry wanted his feet cleaned. <laughs> and then um, I told Henry we had to clean everything up. So he was, I was like, we got to clean the floor now. You're on spray duty. So he was very excited about that. So he kept spraying and I was mopping with the Bombus mop. What is it called? No, not Bombus. Bona. Bona. Yeah. I, I get our I get our past sponsors confused. Um and then he wanted his playroom cleaned. So he sprayed some in the playroom. And then we were done with that. And then all weekend he's sort of been down on Bo a little bit, where he's like, he just wants to leave Bo outside. Yeah, I'm so interested. Like, this is so interesting. He's like, leave Bo outside. Go in Dito's car. And I'm like, wait, we can't leave Bo outside and leave. <laughs> Both things can't be true. Right. So, anyway. I mean, he's just in a phase of, like, wanting to control his environment. Like, I think this is, from what I understand or what I've been talking with friends about, like, everyone's two-and-a-half-year-old is, like, and by the way, he's exactly two and a half today. Congratulations, Henry. Happy two and a half birthday, Henry. He's two and a half and my sister is 50. Wow. Did you wish her a happy birthday? Nope. I haven't done that yet. You should do that. Why don't you do that while we're, while we're chatting? I was going to assume my mother wanted me to FaceTime, so I assume she wanted, you know, a Henry situation, and I can't provide that right now, so why mm. would I disappoint them by just being me? Oh, okay. All right. You understand? Sure. Um, they she called, and I tried to FaceTime her back. I'm, I'm explaining this out loud because I know my mother listens to this podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she didn't answer. Mm-hmm. And then Henry was. It was lunch nap time. Mm. And then true. my mother texted me. It was like your sister's fiftieth birthday. Aren't you gonna call her? Oh boy. And I was like, Oh well, yeah, but I gotta I gotta wait now for Henry to wake up, and then. Here we are recording a podcast. Yeah, here we are. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, so, you know, every little thing he wants to control. Like, I, <laughs> I came in to get him from his nap this afternoon, and I turned on the light like I usually do, and he said, turn off light. Really? Yeah, for like no reason. But then he was also singing Down by the Light. Yeah. Down by the light. Yeah, he, you know, he <laughs> takes inspiration wherever it comes from. I uh he's been particularly angry about not being allowed to do things. Like if you're cleaning up or something and you want to, you know, if you're going to throw something out but he sees that you're throwing it out, you throw it out and then he gets very angry that he Henry do it. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And that extends to throwing out his own diaper. Yeah, and if you do it, he will have a fit 
unlike anything you've ever seen in your life where he immediately thinks the world is ending mm -hmm, so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. your only recourse is to pick the diaper out of the thing and hand it to him mm, yeah and then he immediately is like totes fine like today he wanted to wash my car and we finished washing my car and you know i have the big uh, brush this big green brush that I brushed mm -hmm, the thing with. Mm -hmm. So he found a giant stick that he thought would be a great brush. So he tried to clean my car with a very sharp wooden stick. Uh, like a stake. So it was, it was about six, five feet tall. Mm -hmm. So he just started just hitting my car really hard with a stick after I washed it. I had to explain to him that that's not a brush. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I took the stick away and put it in the corner, he got so sad and wanted us to wash the car again. And he got so, and the only thing, the only thing I could do to like get him not to be so upset was tell him it was now time to dry the car. And luckily we, I have two of the exact same towel. So I handed him one Aww. and he ran around drying the car. Big boys weekend here, you know. Yeah, Just Bo I was, and Henry and Matt. I was away this weekend on a on a big mom retreat. Yeah, you sound you sound a little nasally. You know the air up there is so dry. First yeah. of all, I just woke up from a nap. Yeah, because I barely slept all weekend. Not mm -hmm. because I was partying, but because, as Matt put it, I am like the princess in the pea. She cannot sleep. In, unless it's like optimal conditions. It's very strange. Yeah. So first night literally did not sleep. Like just. I think she was just so amped up. Could not sleep. Not even. She was like, I'm so amped up. I don't, I'm not at home. Well, I wasn't the only one who didn't sleep. It was really hot in our cabin. And then this. And then we opened the windows the second night and it was much better. But um my mattress was really uncomfortable. It was just, there was just like a combination of things. Anyway, point being, uh, I just woke up from a nap. The air was really dry up there. At one point I blew my nose and blood came out and I had to use some like saline nose solution. We are so different. What? If I did that, I would just move on with my day. <laughs> yeah. But last year, last time we were there, which was two years ago, not last year. Um, my friend got this horrible bloody nose from the dry air and I just wanted to avoid getting like a gushing bloody nose. Interesting. Yeah. The air is, it's it's like, where is this? It's, it's, um, in running Springs, California. The elevation is like 8,000 feet. Okay. It's up very, very high. And so you're dealing with like a little bit of like altitude wooziness plus the super dry air. Like, it's just like a lot of kind of like environmental change. It's a lot to put your moms through for one weekend. Yeah, we had to take uh, a PCR test like in advance of the trip, like a few days advance of the trip. Then the day of, everyone had to take a rapid test. So if you contracted everyone had to it, be vaccinated. So if you contracted it before yesterday or the day before you left, no one knows, and you just went to a super spreader event. Yes, everyone was vaccinated. Cool. Um, I mean, I hope no one gets COVID from it, but I think we did everything we could to avoid. No, everything would have been not to do it. 
Okay, thank you for your input. Thank you. I'm a doctor now. Yep. Um. Anyway, but it was super fun. I was very grateful that Matt was able to stay home and take care of Henry all weekend. And uh, yeah, we survived. Sort of. It was a time. Dory came home right as uh, we were playing the new game, Dita's Hat, where I put Henry on my head with his legs in front of my face. And I tell Henry, I just say out loud, where's Henry? I want to show him my cool new hat. <laughs> and I spin around really fast looking for Henry, and he thinks it's very funny. So go ahead, other dads or moms out there, you want to use that? You can. It's he does a free game. He does think it's so funny. Uh, we did a lot of big, big one on Mama's bed. That's where Dita piles up the pillows at the head of the bed, and then launches his child into the pi- pillows. Just I just fling them. Mm-hmm. I just throw them mm-hmm. into the pillows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. No pillow in crib. We did not do pillow in crib. Oh, interesting. Which is the game where Henry sits happily in his crib while every pillow in his room gets thrown in there and covering yeah. him up. A lot of uh, lengthy bath time. Oh, interesting. Okay. You know, because of his you know forty-five light-up golf balls he's got in there mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then what else? I mean, you know, we did some park time. Mm-hmm. This morning, he said he didn't want to go to the park because it was going to be too wet. He said that. Yes, because it was wet yesterday. Yeah, I was like, "Do you want to go? Do you want to go to the park?" And he was like, "Too wet. Everything wet." Oh. <laughs> Even though I brought a towel and dried everything off. Anyway. Wow. Okay. But that was the you know the, 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 so yeah. You guys went out for blueberry muffins. That was after the wet park mm-hmm. yesterday morning. Um, I feel like you really did like Henry and Dita's greatest hits. It was all I could do to not. I just didn't want a situation where he was watching 93 hours of fucking garbage trucks on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I think he was watching 92 hours of it. So I succeeded. I think you did a great job. I think he watched too much YouTube, if I'm honest. Like it was driving me crazy at one point. I was like, we, I was, I was like, then I set alarm, I, you know, set Alexa alarms, Mm -hmm. made him turn it off. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was like, I don't care where we're going, but we're not staying in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. When Matt. That's what happened this morning. Mm -hmm. That's why we ended up in Beverly Hills. Yeah. I texted to say I was going to be home in an hour. And like 45 minutes later, I get a text from Matt. I'm out with Henry. Yeah. We were, uh, because I left my phone in the car. And Henry wanted, he's like, Dita, phone. And I was like, it's in the car. He's like. He knew I texted you. Go get it. <laughs> and I was like, if we go get it, I have to, we have to get up from your snack situation. Because <laughs> he like found a park bench and like was happily eating his snack. And then when he wanted to go for a walk in a giant circle, um, he did not want to walk 16 feet over to my car to get the phone so we just went without the phone mm. but he kept wanting to like hit the button and there's no crosswalk buttons in beverly hills it's all automatic oh so he's very upset about that oh that is upsetting yeah 
But otherwise, you know, I think he had an okay time. I'm trying to remember this morning. Yeah, this morning was like the big, like, clean up after the dog, wash the car, and then breakfast, get him out. You know, he watched some YouTube. He watched too much YouTube, I swear to God. Really I drove mean, me crazy. It seemed like he survived. He did. Did you? No. Mm. Okay. If I have to see the thrash and trash one hour <laughs> trash truck compilation one more time. <laughs> Which <laughs> he like, so it's just like, you know, hour long compilation of just like garbage trucks picking up trash. And I'd say each garbage truck is probably on the screen for 30 seconds to a minute or something. What yes. you say? Yeah. He knows exactly like he knows every truck he knows what every truck is picking up like often there's multiple colors of barrels in front of the house and i'll and if you're like if there's like a green barrel red barrel and a gray barrel or something you'll be like are they gonna pick up the gray barrel and he'll be like no red barrel like he he knows (laughs) he also knows like when you know when one of the barrels is gonna fall yeah Etc. Etc. It's a lot. It's a lot. And then, like, he wants to watch Miss Rachel in between. So yeah. it's like turns into like, like you're, uh, I'm like a YouTube DJ. video DJ. I'm yeah. just like, <laughs> I gotta skip the certain songs he doesn't like. Can we, is it possible to like make up like a playlist kind of thing? No, because he likes portions of these videos. Mm, yes, yes, yes. I mean, I'd have to sit in Final Cut Pro and. <laughs> well, cut then, it. as soon as you did that, he would change his mind about which correct parts he liked. So, hundred percent correct. There's no point. Although I did for like seven minutes this morning, I had him watching uh, music videos that were not children. Did you guys do any um, record time? Uh, yeah. Yes. He really wanted Modern Guilt, Beck, Modern Guilt. Oh. Like, really? And I was like, this is what you want to listen? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, you sure you don't want to listen to the new Let It Be? Huh? And he's like, nope, <laughs> this. And then I put it on pretty loud. And he was like, into it. And let it like play the entire side of the album. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, now we'll go. Let's go in the playroom. And then like once the record stopped, he was like, annoyed that the record stopped wow yeah see you have so much influence over him uh i mean i i didn't mean to influence him with modern guilt but like it's like a a, a, that album starts funny too and then he was like it was just like weird that he was like way into it and he so he like knew which album correlated to like what music i have no idea Oh, interesting. Or if it was just like, this is my first pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. And thusly, we must now listen to what I have selected. <laughs> right. If we do not, I will be so sad. And you will be the worst ever. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, the first song is Orphans. And he was like, I put it on. I was like, you're sure? And he's like, yeah. This is how it starts. 
stranded, but I don't know where. I got this diamond, I don't know how to shine. So, two and a half year old just grooving. I love this so much. Next time he does that, get a video. <laughs> of him with modern guilt? Yes. Okay. I feel like we could like tag back in it and he would be into it. <laughs> uh, he's like littlest Beck fan. <laughs> he might maybe he's Beck's kid. He looks more like Beck than me. Whoa. You what know? are you saying? He looks more like Beck Hansen than I do. Do you think there's a mix up or rather the, than Henry the fertility does. clinic? I don't know, but uh, blonde blue eyes, and uh, hmm. in, in a fashion sense, you know, yeah, I, I think it's because all of his clothes go together. But he does seem to figure out how to color coordinate. He really does. It's really wild. I think all his clothes go together. <laughs> I mean, they kind of do. That's yeah. like kind of what I've been going for. But like, he he does often make things coordinate. Yeah, he keeps trying to wear those tiny tiny shorts, those blue and white shorts. Oh, the striped ones? Yeah. They're not that tiny. They're they're so short. It's so cold. So it's like, no, I guess dude, it is too it's cold. It's cold for those. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, the stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. 
you know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay. What is that? Oh, it was your water. I thought I was hearing some residual wind chimes or something. No, but just that's a, I, I drink water of a hydro flask. That, bo- that water bottle was filled up at 10 o'clock this morning with ice water and some of the ice is still frozen. Well, that's good. Yeah. I bought, um, I ordered a, with some, with some points, I ordered a, um, flask, like the, the a thing that's like Bluetooth connected. A Bluetooth connected flask? Like not flat, you know what I mean? Like a water thing. Oh, oh, yes. Like a, a Bluetooth hydro flask. Yeah. Like that's supposed to track my water throughout the day. Oh, cool. And, like, when you're wearing the Apple Watch, like, based on your activity level, too, it's like, you should be drinking this much or that oh, much or whatever. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, you know, one of those things that you only would get if you could get it on point. <laughs> yeah. I wonder. Oh, I'm curious about it. Um, It was in the, uh, yeah, here. Uh, but anyway, go ahead with your thing. You know, like the show, I guess. Oh, the show? <laughs> sure. Go um, ahead with your thing. Um, well, I guess before we get into the emails, et cetera, from our listeners, we just should remind everyone that you can also email us at dorianmatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com. You can call or text us at mm-hmm. 413-461-BABY. There's a few people who like it who exclusively text us. Which is like, by all means, yeah. please, text totally. away. Um and, you know, we still do have our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash excellent adventure. Um, all right. Still hearing from some people about this whole imposter syndrome question. This seems to have really struck a nerve. Or oh. a curd? A cord. <laughs> I believe it is this. Hydrate Spark 3 Smart Water Bottle. Wow. The world's smartest water bottle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway. Hmm. Tracks every sip, syncs the hi- Hydrate Spark Hydration app <laughs> to the iPhone. Uh, soft grip, 20 ounces, choose from three blah, blah, blahs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's not the one I got. Obviously, that one's not as expensive as this one. I got this one. Mm-hmm. 21 ounce steel wow very excited about it guys it keeps drinks cold up to 24 hours mm-hmm. and the puck glows to remind me when it's time to drink water wow okay yeah. okay all wow. right can't wait to fail at this also hey uh what's your th- we got uh imposter syndrome yes Oh, this is from Carissa, who says, longtime listener. I actually wrote in right at the beginning of my... Oh, oh my God. I can't believe I forgot to say one last thing about the retreat I went on this weekend. Mm -hmm. This woman I know who I'm like friendly with. I wouldn't call us like close friends. Like we've never hung out one-on-one. Not not, not now. Now maybe you will. Now maybe we will. She came up to me like... um, 
as we were finishing up breakfast this morning, she was like, Hey, would you mind um, giving me a progesterone shot? And, you know, progesterone shots have to like basically go kind of above your butt. Honey, we all know. Okay. And she's we, like, We all saw sex in the city. She was like, I assume like you've given them before. And I was like, Actually, I haven't like, I was like, I've failed at giving one to myself. But Matt used to give them to me. But like, I, I mean, I know how to do a shot. I would have, I would have driven up. <laughs> giving Henry and I so we went, do. we went in the bathroom. She had the syringe all ready to go. Plunged it in. Good to go. Good to go. Progesterone. Yeah, she's getting her beta results on Friday. So Knock on the woods. Fingers crossed for her. Anyway, just thought that was a funny little coda to the weekend. Um, all right. Carissa says, I actually wrote in right at the beginning of my IVF journey about neurofibromatosis and pregnancy. Anyway, as soon as I heard you read the email from Lauren talking about imposter syndrome, I immediately paused the pod to send in an email. Long story short, I went through IVF to avoid passing on my genetic condition to my future child. I never tried to get pregnant through sex or with an IUI, so I have no idea if I would have had a hard time. My husband and I went straight to IVF with PGS and PGD testing, which took nearly a year of, of genetic roadmapping to get to the point where an embryo could be implanted. As a side note, science is amazing. I was so here, unbelievably here. fortunate to get pregnant with our daughter on the first round. I'm extremely open with basically everyone having gone through IVF. However, I often feel like a fraud. I feel like I have to tell people I went through IVF for genetic reasons, but I worry people think I'm trying to disparage people who went through IVF due to fertil- fertility struggles. What? On the other hand, if I don't mention the genetic component, I worry I'm being misleading. I'm sure this all boils down to my anxiety and societal pressure on women. Regardless, I can't help feeling like that every time I mention IVF. Lauren and everyone else who feels that way, you are not alone. Your feelings are 100% valid and you are absolutely allowed to feel them. One thing if you perceive someone, one thing a former therapist told me was that your experiences are significant and important to you. Even if you perceive someone else has it worse, quote unquote, it doesn't make your feelings any less valid. I should probably try to remember that more than I do, but I wanted to pass it along. Thank you guys for all that you do. You helped me get through one of the hardest, most isolating times of my life. I really appreciate your openness and honesty about everything. Carissa, who is in 700-ish square feet in New York City with a husband, a nearly two-year-old, and a very dramatic 11-year-old Cavachon, Cavalier, (laughs) King Charles Spaniel, and Bijan Frise mix. Maybe this is blasphemous, but I'm sorry to report no hot dogs for me. P.S. If Lauren or anyone else who feels similarly wants to reach out, please feel free to give them my email. P.P.S. I absolutely loved. Thanks for waiting. Oh, thank you. Uh, that's the book portion of the podcast over with. <laughs> uh, I tried a hot dog again today, yesterday. Oh. I bought some Nathan's hot dogs. And? I boiled two and then uh, didn't finish the one. Okay. Bo had the other half. Okay. <laughs> and then I threw out the other one that I had boiled. All right. And then I uh, put the pack in the garbage. Mm, interesting. Sounds like you've kind of soured on hot dogs. No. Just these cheap imitations that float around out here on the West Coast. <laughs> I would say Nathan's is a cheap imitation. I, I think it is. Wow. One of the, and, you know, it's like that or Hebrew National. I'm just like, guys, come on. Get some pork in the game. <laughs> um, Carissa, thank you for this email. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I, I love this this thing that your therapist said about, you know, you, if you, it doesn't make your feelings any, any less valid, even if you think someone else has it worse. There's always going to be someone who has it worse. 
I mean, unless you're out there literally having it the worst, <laughs> then you have it the worst. Then yay, congrats. Have it the worst. You have it the worst. Um, okay, let's hear a voicemail. Oh, it was also like a. It was a rough weekend, also in the sense of like Friday night, the Red Sox like losing. Mm-hmm. That's also why I was in bed so early. Like they lost, and I was like, "There's nothing left for me in the waking world." Oh wow! Good night. Okay, and I went to sleep. All right. The game would game seven would have been last night, which is probably why I also decided to go to sleep. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, great job, guys. Seriously, though, 2021 Red Sox were uh, incredible to watch all season and uh, played so much better than everyone thought they would. And I'm very proud. And I will have the memories of them beating the Yankees and the Rays in my brain mm-hmm, mm-hmm. forever. Good day. All right. If anyone cared, that's my feelings. Okay. Here is a voicemail. Hi, Matt and Dory. I just wanted to sympathize with the listener who feels like she's struggling with imposter syndrome for her infertility treatment. Um, my husband and I did try the group therapy route one time and, and one time only. And even when we left, we thought that's just not for us. Um, despite the fact that we had probably been going through infertility treatments like twice as long as everybody there. Um, we just kept getting looks from people. Uh, we're definitely the people who deal with things by like cracking jokes and things like that. And that was definitely not the uh, audience for making uncomfortable jokes about our infertility. And we just felt like same thing. It didn't matter how long we'd been going through it. it people just didn't think that we were, I guess, sad enough, I, I suppose. You know, and, and even now, after having a kid, I still go through it, you know, with, like, you know, I unfortunately had a miscarriage after one of my transfers, and same thing. My miscarriage was very early. I, I passed the baby on my own. Like, there was no need for any type of DNC, and I still feel that imposter syndrome, and when people start, you know, talking about pregnancy loss, I feel like I don't get to participate. Um, get to participate is probably not the right way to say it, but I think you understand what I mean. So, you know, it's totally normal, and I'm so glad, you know, you guys have offered this avenue for people to feel like they have a place where they can express themselves. Bye. Hmm. Thank you for sharing your experiences. Everybody else who thinks they're not good enough, call in. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well... Let's, uh, honey, there's some wacky bullshit for sale. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like you buy at least 50% of it. I, I don't buy things like the uh, Jack's Jocks Kettlebell Connect 2.0. <laughs> Was that a Bluetooth enabled kettlebell? Sure is. How about the, oh, I have that. Uh, <laughs> how about the Jack's Jocks Foam Roller Connect? Yes, it is a Bluetooth-enabled foam roller. Who is this Jack's Jocks? I don't know, but have you thought about getting a smart LED jump rope? No. Have you thought about getting a thermo-smart temporal thermometer for your, uh, you know, I think, those, I think that's for your forehead. Weren't those the f- thermometers that, like, predicted COVID or something, or, like, knew when people had COVID? I don't know. I think <laughs> they are. We were best at COVID. Yeah. Way to go. 
Anyway, accessories. So weird. I didn't even think about clicking on this. Okay. Continue with our show. Okay. This is from Megan. Hi, Matt and Dora. I recently re-listened to the Gilmore Guys podcast. Living alone, working from home means I have a lot of silence to fill. And I heard Matt's plug for this podcast that I missed the first time around. Wow. I'm now about a year into your podcast. and You might have gotten similar emails to mine before, but I just wanted to reach out in case you hadn't. My story. I've never really felt strongly that I wanted to give birth to my own kids. And when I was in my early 30s, I knew it would be a long time until I wanted kids in my life. But I also felt the biological urge to know that part of me would go on in this world. So I donated my eggs through my graduate school. It's also a medical school starting around 2010 and the recipient had a successful pregnancy. For me, the process was really great. I felt really well taken care of and my body responded well to the drugs. I produced a lot of eggs and didn't feel any different, even with the crazy amount of hormones. And so I did it two more times. The second time I met the couple after they had my eggs and the third time I talked to the couple before the donation over the phone. I love these conversations. It is honestly one of the best feelings to have someone essentially say, I would like to raise someone like you. Unfortunately, the middle couple never had a successful pregnancy, but listening to your podcast reminded me to check in with the clinic, and I found that the third couple has had two children with my eggs, and they still have more embryos. Listening to your podcast also gave me a lot more insight and empathy for what these couples probably went through before they got to the point of doing egg donation. So overall, I just want to make a plug for egg donation to any younger women who aren't 100% sure they do want to give birth, but also have an inkling that they're going to be older when they are ready to start creating a family and are considering freezing their eggs out of fear of losing that option. For me, this felt like a gift to my future self. Instead of paying a ton of money for something that might happen in the future, I got paid a ton of money for someone to have kids right away. I have my contact info open, so if any of the offspring, my affectionate term for them, want to meet me in the future they can and I hope they do I've kept my ultrasounds of the eggs so I'd be able to show them their very first picture when they were only half themselves also if any of your listeners are considering egg donation and have questions it's something I love talking about and I'm so happy I did it thanks for the podcast Megan um the 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 spin you put on the sentence um my own kids really made me think this was going to be her deciding to be a surrogate, but it like went the complete other way. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cause you're like, I never really felt strongly that I wanted to give birth to my own kids, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. what it sounded like. And then here I am thinking, when's this coming up? Oh, no, oh, oh, I mean, it's kind of a similar, donation. like similar concept. I would say that it is not a similar concept. In the sense that, like, I would say it's the uh, it's the breezier concept. Mm, <laughs> so you're not dealing with the first trimester of nausea, mm-hmm. etc. Anyway, hmm. this next uh, podcast email is here. Is this? Uh, am I doing this right? Uh, yeah. Are we ready? Y- y- yeah, you are. Okay, it's from Rebecca. Someone who is in her mid to late 30s, who was in her mid to late 30s when going through fertility treatments, I'm aware of how much of a factor age is when trying to conceive. And that's the growing number of women trying to conceive in their 30s and 40s is a primary driver for the growth of fertility treatments. However, I also wonder about other possible factors that are contributing to the increased number of couples who have difficulty getting pregnant, in particular environmental factors such as exposure to all sorts of chemicals, plastics, etc. that can impact the hormones and reproductive health. Oh, it's no mystery. We're all sterilizing ourselves slowly. 
Uh, after going through years of fertility treatments, I'm now wondering what, if anything, my husband and I can do to reduce the risk of t- that our children will need fertility treatments. <laughs> okay. Wow. Cart before the horse. That's my editorial right there. I try to do things like storing food in glass containers, not white grape and plastic, etc. But it feels like small potatoes, given the large amount of synthetics and chemicals we are exposed to in all sorts of ways. Curious if you or any other wet eggheads have thoughts on how environmental factors could impact fertility. Any other tips for minimizing exposure to help maximize reproductive health? Thank you, Rebecca. 2,400 square feet, Southern Maryland, three kids, one IUI, one IVF, one sex baby. Good dozen hot dogs so far this year. Well, let me tell you, first of all, I would cut the hot dogs back, probably. That can't be good for fertility. They're already taking seven minutes off your life. Wow. Per hot dog. <laughs> okay. Um, I would probably get rid of all Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Uh, any radio signals that you could probably cut out with some tinfoil would be good. Um. Honey, you sound like you're mocking her. I'm, I'm, no, that's not to mock her. That is to mock the fact that we are in a society that is uh, full of external factors that we cannot control. Yes. That is what I'm, but there are, there are, I agree with that. But yes, glass containers, great. That you can control. I just went to the, uh, the page on the National Institute of Health um, website about endocrine disruptors. I think these are the things that, you know, these are these are all known endocrine disruptors and s- they just don't know, like, how much of stuff you need to be... Ex- they, they don't know a ton about, like, how, the amount of stuff you need to be exposed to to have it actually have an effect. So, but these are all things that they know are known endocrine disruptors, like... BPA, dioxins, perchlorate, PFAS, phthalates, phytoestrogens, PBDE, PCBs, and triclosan. So, like, what is that? I mean, there's BPA in many plastic products, um, including food storage containers. So, yeah, don't microwave in plastic. Um, There's, you know, nonstick pans. NSPs, that's also what they're called, plastic pans. <laughs> Not great. Um, phthalates are found in cosmetics like uh, food packaging, children's toys, medical devices. I mean, the, the thing is, like, I feel like it's important to know about these things and try to eliminate what, what you can without making yourself absolutely crazy. Because I think that this can become. Like for if you have kind of like obsessive tendencies and you become fixated on this, I think that this can I've seen this sort of like over like become sort of debilitating for people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think Matt's right in the sense of like to some extent, this is just the, you know, industrial world that we live in. We're being bombarded constantly with things on frequencies we don't even understand. But yes, don't microwave in plastic. I know somebody who turns off their Wi-Fi at night. Really? Yes. And hmm. I'm just like... Interesting. What? <laughs> wow. Okay. It's, I mean, look. I'd love to ask them to turn on their phone and then hit the button to jump on a Wi-Fi network and to count the number of Wi-Fi networks that show up on that phone. <laughs> and then maybe start putting flyers in the doors for other neighbors to turn off their Wi-Fi, but... Whatever. 
Okay. Um, yeah. So I hear you. But try not to let this overwhelm you. Yes. I guess that was my original point. Yeah. Uh, that I made in a very inconsiderate way. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. We should probably take another break. We should. Be right back. Okay. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, we're back. Hello. Um, okay. This next email is from Chuck. Do you want to read this one? Okay. This is from Chuck. Chuck says, I microwave everything in plastic. Is that okay? Oh, Chuck, no. It's so weird that you wrote that email. Just kidding. Chuck wrote, responding to Veronica's questions for travel advice. This was uh, last week. Questions about car seats and such big question we didn't have an answer to as well as other questions like ear popping etc here we go my wife and i just got back from a trip to disney world with our seven four and two year olds good god we brought our diano oh, there's the dogs car seat onto the plane for the two-year-old that's how we've been fly- flying since our oldest was a toddler it's really easy to see belt in the entire back panel can shift forward to fit even my hands uh we have a special wheeled car seat dolly that we strap in for transport around the airport wow (laughs) i didn't realize that was a thing and he says i don't have the name of the brand because he's at work then for ear popping peanut m&ms are the goal to solution for chuck's fam and they gate checked their B.O.B. or Bob Revolution jogging stroller without a bag. Just strapped it closed and let it ride. <laughs> should have brought a we should have brought the double for the four year old too, but that's another story. Didn't bring headphones for the youngest, but he was content enough while awake as long as Mickey Mouse is on the screen, even if he couldn't hear it. Well, that's nice. Uh hope it helps in some way. Chuck Waterford, Michigan, seventeen hundred square feet. Two adults, three kids, a dog, cat, enough hot dogs that I didn't count them. P.S. Thanks for the uh, Scherzer is a Psycho YouTube video. It's a lifelong Tigers fan. It made my day. Well, there you go. See how many recommendations you can get on this podcast for Mm -hmm. everything from odd baseball YouTube content that my wife seemed to enjoy for some reason to uh, uh, stroller tips. And the fact that there's a wheelie car seat thing is fascinating to me. Well, the next person who wrote in, Allison, had a similar tip. Oh, let's hear it. And they said, when our now 12-year-old daughter was a toddler, a friend gave us the hot tip of the traveling toddler car seat travel accessory, which is basically this thing that just, like, lets you strap the car seat to your suitcase. That's the least cleverly named (laughs) thing I've ever seen in my life. And it's also the 
stupidest looking thing I've ever seen. Yeah, a lot of the reviews are like, you can make this yourself. <laughs> well, it's only 13 bucks. Also saves your, you know. Yeah. I am leaning towards... What? This like... I don't know. I don't know how I would deal with this thing. I think we should just get that super light one. The There's multiples. This thing exists in many forms. Yeah. Wow. This is fascinating. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. I just can't see bringing... I just can't see putting my child that close to the ground. Yeah. In an airport and having to push him with a thing that was not designed to be pushed. Yeah. Because any pressure you put on that handle, it's going to drop. Mm-hmm. 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 So. It's true. And I wouldn't want to drag the child behind me. No. So. Look, it might work for some people. For me, it seems odd. <laughs> um, Unless you, like, never put the kid in it and it's just for literally getting the car seat around. Then, okay, yeah. I'm on board. All right. Anyway. Anyway. A lot of things to think about. We've got a trip coming up in November. We do. We need, we need to figure it, do some logistic figuring out mm-hmm. pretty soon. I know we are not bringing a pack and play with us this time. Did you know that? We are also not bringing a PlayStation with us. Correct. We're not going to be gone long enough to have, like, although, oh, we'll be in that other place. Hmm. We might be bringing a PlayStation. No. What? No, we're not bringing what? a PlayStation. We're not. I'll just have to buy one for out there, too. A Florida PlayStation. Oh, boy. <laughs> no. No. Okay. All right. Next. Um, this is from Yana. Uh, she writes, I haven't written to you guys in what feels like years, but when I checked, it was only April 2020 when I was pregnant with our first science baby. Lockdown in Sydney, Australia has been brutal until now, so it has made time feel really slow as we have not moved from our home. I've now gone back to work two days a week after being home for 13 months with my incredible son. I have to admit, it was hard to juggle the first three months of being a mother and keep up with the most incredible pod, so I have been trying to catch up, but I continuously feel like I've been missing out on bits and pieces. So, could you both be so kind and answer these questions? What is this whole hot dog counting thing? I don't know. It came from a time someone wrote an email. We're talking about hot dogs. I don't even remember anymore, much like I don't remember the square footage thing. (laughs) And it's now just a thing where people tell me how many hot dogs they've eaten this year. And I'm fascinated by it. So it stays in the show. Uh, Opening song disappeared because I just took it off uh, just in case. Just in case copyright thing. I got an email from ACAST that went out to every podcast, and then I got a second email from ACAST that went out to every podcast, and I was like, you know what's easier than dealing with these emails? Just cutting the song. Mm -hmm. So, good luck, modern guilt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, why is the opening song disappeared? I loved it so much, and it always made me excited for what's to come. Thank you for keeping me company during my very long drives to work and putting the biggest smile on my face. P.S. Will you guys try for another baby? I seem to have missed that part too. My husband and I have booked in to see our IVF clinical in the new clinic in the new year again. So fingers crossed everything works out again. Love you both. Big kisses, Yana. Uh, I mean, I don't think the door has closed on that. Time may be closing the door, but 
I weirdly was like, when I was just with Henry by myself, I was like, kind of this would weirdly be easier with a second kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't get easier for like three years, though. I know. But then it would be a lot easier. But you know how much I like to put in a lot of effort and hard work into a thing that it eventually will pay off. I don't like instant gratification. No, that's the opposite of what you like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like putting a lot of hard work and long-term planning into a thing. Mm, interesting. They're so different. Okay. Um, this is from Tana. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. Not sure why I haven't considered writing in about this before with Matt's love for Disney, but on this week's pod, you were discussing a Disney barn. It made me think I should write in and let you know that a longtime listener of the pod lives in Walt Disney's home pa- hometown. Marceline, Missouri. Marceline, Missouri, home of the Main Street USA model, essentially. We have a Disney barn, Dreaming Tree, and Main Street USA. Disney World mimics our downtown. Very small rural town in, in Missouri that has a lot of Disney-inspired markers. Have loved keeping up with your fam over the years, so thank you for all that you do. Thank you for writing in. Husband, one-year-old science baby, two large snuggly indoor dogs, and one non-science baby on the way. Yes, we are those people it just happened for, and it's super annoying. We are blessed, but also for real... <laughs> Entirely too many hot dogs this year. Thank you, T. Uh, does that mean that your hot dog consumption is as a result of Marceline, Missouri? Because if you, you know, if everything's like so Disney over there, it's kind of bound to be hot dogs in every corner. Oh, interesting. That's that's a question. Hmm. Please tell me about it. Thank you. Hmm. Uh, we got one from a longtime listener, longtime writer, Julia Schulenberg. Schulenberg. I always say Schul for some reason. Shlemiel Shlemazel. <laughs> Husband and I just started this last year, and we're already talking about doing it again. I'm Jewish. My husband is agnostic. So we're going the tradition of Chinese food on Christmas and adding our own spin by watching Gremlins. (laughs) Okay. Definitely has some Christmas theme. It sure does, yeah. Uh, And it's always fun to watch the theater getting blown up. Uh, It's a 40-year spoiler in case anyone hasn't watched it yet. I recommend adding it to the watch list, especially for the scenes where the Gremlins take over the town. Uh, 840 square feet, husband, hot dogs of 15 so far this year, Julia Schulenberg. Um, Chinese food on Christmas, it's a, it's a thing that a lot of Jews tend to do, but it also seems like a very busy day for Chinese food. It's a very busy day for Chinese food. You gotta like put your order in a week ahead or something. Yeah, it's very busy, very stressful. Is it? I mean, I just remember going to Golden Temple to try to pick up some Chinese food, and the place was packed. Yeah. People were, like, spilling out the door. It took, like, two hours to get our food. It was... Golden Temple, Brookline. Iconic. Uh, An iconic Chinese restaurant in Brookline, Massachusetts. Uh, There's one around the corner that I used to go to a lot, just a little hole in the wall, instead of the Golden Temple. Mm. Well, we used to go to Chef Chang's a lot down on beacon street but it closed sadly so you went further up beacon street yeah i mean golden temple was always it was like the expensive chinese restaurant sure, it was when i was posh. You had up. white tablecloth yeah it was very it was like fancy so the golden temple was really for like special occasions which would be christmas yeah kind of and then there was also a place in brookline village called i think it was called bo shing was acceptable as well. Yeah, you know, it's funny is all the all the all the all the non Jews do tended to do Chinese food on New Year's Eve. Oh. Um 
which was equally as busy as Christmas was for the Jews. Oh, interesting. We always had New Year's Eve Christmas Chinese food. Oh. It was always order it 73 hours in advance mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. pick it up and it won't be ready until, you know. The new year. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> right. Um, well, Julia, thank you for this suggestion. We have another, we have a voicemail on the same topic. Hit it. Hi, Matt, Dory, Henry, and Bo. My name is Becky. I live in the Washington, D.C. area, and I'm so excited that I finally got to pause the pod and answer a question. Um, My husband is active duty military, and for the caller who was lamenting not being able to spend the holidays with her family, uh, first of all, I completely understand how you feel, but second of all, it's amazing. You can do exactly what you want, how you want it. Um, my first Christmas when I was married to my husband, we were living in South Korea, and it was the best time. We had dear, dear friends that we made while we were stationed there, and they had twins through IVF, uh, who were three at the time. So Christmas morning, my husband and I exchanged presents, and then we put on our slippers, and we ran down the hallway to our friend's apartment in base housing and we all had a big breakfast together and then my husband and I went back to our apartment and we drank all day. (laughs) Um, Now that we have our little guy who's almost three, our miracle science baby, um, and we live closer to my family, the only time we have gone down, my brother lives outside of Raleigh and when my husband was deployed, my little guy and I went down and spent Christmas with my brother and his family. But otherwise, we stay home and we don't travel for holidays. We figure if the grandparents want to come here, they're welcome. But it is too much hassle for us to travel for every holiday. Um, so we do exactly what we want. Uh, our dear friends that we made when we were in South Korea live near us now. So we have a big, big dinner with them. Um, but it's so much easier There's no running between different people's houses on different days to make sure that you tick the box for seeing each family member and that you're spending the appropriate amount of time with each family member. No, none of that. So to the caller, I would say find your friend family where you are and do exactly what you want because it's going to be great and your little person is not going to care if there are 50 people in the house or five people in the house or just the three of you. Um, growing up, my favorite memories were always the, the Christmases that we spent at home. So good luck, and you can do this. <laughs> you got this. You got this. Um, Christmas, uh, we don't have any traditions as of yet. So maybe we'll do none of these. Chinese food seems like it's just too much. Thank you. <laughs> it's from Beth. She's pausing the pod. Share family-free Christmas experiences. I lived in Vancouver for over a decade. Closest family's 10-hour car ride away. Traveling in the winter in Canada is sketchy at the best of times. Worse, when everyone and their asshole is in a hurry to get someplace. So we decided early on that we just wouldn't travel. The traditions that developed. Christmas Eve, we'd go out for Chinese food, often someplace fancier than we'd regularly go. As per our habit, we would order enough food for eight people. 
Servers were always commenting, and then take the leftovers home. Then we'd watch a movie, rarely Christmas-themed. Christmas morning proper, we would laze about, rarely bothering to get dressed, booze in the morning, coffee, and eating leftover Chinese food whenever we were hungry again, watching movies or whatever moved us. There would always be a phone call or FaceTime to family. We didn't exchange gifts, but inevitably my mom would send us something, and we would have a package to open eventually. The day was ours, and I loved it. Boxing Day, that's the 26th for the uninformed. We would be invited to friends for dinner. Usually 17 to 20 of us would show up. The host would make prime rib and scalloped potatoes. I'd make a huge farm turkey stuffing and a vat of gravy. Other folks would bring various things. The evening was always very casual. People sitting all over the living room and dining room. And after dinner, there would be presents and always a warm, sticky toffee pudding. Yum. Since moving back to Alberta, we're now just three hours in family. I spent Christmas with two uh, them two out of three years. We've been back. COVID is the exception. I was very pleased to be back to just us last year, even though we didn't order Chinese food. <laughs> there could be beauty and simplicity. That's Beth from Edmonton, Canada. Stats haven't changed. Tiny house, two adults, three pets, lots of yummy hot dogs. Thank you. Um, that all sounds delightful. It does sound delightful. Uh, as does uh, winter in Canada. It's from Moses. Hi, Matt and Dory, but I know uh, things about Matt, and this is the only email address I found. <laughs> Longtime Nerdist listener ran across this thing. Wanted to make sure you saw it. Hope you're doing well, Moses. Uh... It's, an, it's like an academic paper on uh well you read it so long-term effects uh uh, sorry no time to die an in-depth analysis of james bond's exposure to infectious agents uh i mean there's various infectious agents uh, that he's had i mean just i mean good god not only i mean of course the drink but also like uh Chemical agents from various uh, bad guys. <laughs> Poor travel preparation. <laughs> He's not getting all the shots he needs. Dr. Nope. Uh, other vector-borne diseases with negligent topical diseases. This is very funny. Everything's written in a pun. <laughs> well done to the three of you who wrote this paper. That's funny. <laughs> Travel Medicine and Infectious Disease, Volume 44. That's cool. Enjoyed that. I will read that. Thank you, Moses. Um, I'll link to it in the show notes. And here we go. This is uh, another Canadian email. I love it. I live in, this is, uh, I live in rural Quebec. The commercial I've been hearing for the last six months or so, Time Has Lost All Meeting. Or the Volkswagen Taos in French. It's very funny. If I knew how to record it and send it to you, but alas, I'm an old. All good things, Claudia. <laughs> Live alone, 780 square feet, no kids, no pets. But thinking about cats as I'm losing the battle against field mice and looking for warmth. Two uh, steamies, that's the bun steamed and the dogs are boiled. That's the way to have a fucking dog this year. Thank you, Claudia. Uh, Bo won the battle with a mouse. 
Oh yeah. Earlier this week. He sure did. Uh, there was a mouse uh, out, outside in the uh, like uh, in the yard out and about, and Bo was like sniffing at this bookcase out by my office. It's outside. Um, and uh, Bo was like really interested in the bookcase, and I was like, "What is he?" It's got to be some kind of animal. So when I came out and Bo was there, I closed my office door because I was like, there's something in there he's going for. And I pulled the bookcase away from the wall. And then a little, I saw a little mouse scurry. But then Bo was like, wait a second. And then boom, he bit a mouse. <laughs> and then uh, he bit it. And I was like, Bo, you got to drop it. And he dropped it. And the mouse was like dazed. And he bit it again. And then the mouse was dazed again. And then I dragged Bo inside. Head first I had her uh Henry get inside before he saw the you know, he has not watched Charlotte's Web yet, so, so get in there, bud. <laughs> and then uh I took what was at the time a living mouse over to a to a uh brushier corner of the yard, you know, and just put him in there and said, I hope you find your friend. <laughs> Good luck. Hmm. So yeah, Bo the Huntress, mm-hmm. uh, and then we got a picture of Ron's passenger van. They also have a golf cart, which I do see in the picture there, and that is just—I mean, imagine that one family is in there. Yep, that is absurd. Well, they do have eight children. How do you go to? Do you go to Disney World? Can you imagine how much that would cost? A lot. Be like one day would be a th- like. I don't even know. Two grand? Imagine getting Genie Plus for eight people for one day. Well, ten people because eight kids plus him and his wife. That's that is a hundred and fifty dollars. That's fifteen hundred dollars in tickets. This, I just can't even imagine. Good God! All right, everybody, that does it for the show. Just want to remind you all, you can support us on Patreon and get two bonus episodes per month. If you want them, they're there. Huge thanks to our Patreon supporters. Uh, if you support us at the $5 level or above, you'll get your name right on the podcast each month. You'll also get the back catalog uh, of uh, an absurd number of Patreon episodes are, are available to your ears. So thank you to the following. Mary Jo George. Maude Tremblay. Mackenzie Erickson. Megan S. Magana Prasad. Melanie Braunbeck. Melinda Phelps. Melissa. Meryl H. Michael Roth. Michelle Saum. Michelle Kitzmiller. Mike Zydek. Mike, Kim, and Leo. Molly. Mariah Adamic. Nancy Powell. Nassim Kansari. Nicola Hill. Nicholas Skidmore. Nicole Mustafa. Nikki Bossert. Naratha Belagopal. Oshrat Kaplan. Paul Sharp. Paula. Penny from Massachusetts. R. Ham. Rachel Kuzma. Rachel Silver. Rob Bean. Robert Olson. Robin Kilgo. Sabrina Stern. Sadie Massa. Samantha. Sarah Dauberman. Sarah Dauberman. Uh, out of control. Sarah Prager. Sarah Friedman. Sarah L. Sarah Swift. Sherry Olson. Shauna Mandel. Sir Reginald Pennybottom. SJV. Sophia F. Steph Goralnik. Steve Harcourt. Susanna Perez. Tanya Lemos. Tonya Lemos, sorry. Uh, Tanya Kershemin. That does sound like our dog. No, it's not our dog. The Biases. The Holterman Clan. The Kembles. Tracy Jury. Tyler Rosewood. Wendy Fick. Whitney Hoffman. And Zara Rethy. 
Uh, thank you all very, very much. We appreciate you. Again, you want more episodes? We got Patreons. Yep. Come on over. Join us, please. Help us keep doing this podcast. All right, bye. Bye.